for We Teach Me, this is the Masters Series, where industry professionals share their secrets to success. I'm Sarah Shenanmish from Written and Recorded. How do businesses go about harnessing the power of social media? It's a question for our two masters who specialise in digital marketing and using social media to grow business profiles. Erin Kilpatrick is the Managing Director at Impact Marketing Services. The certified practising marketer incorporates social media strategy into her results-orientated approach to marketing. I have worked with a lot of businesses that have come to me and they're like, I've been spending all this time writing blogs and I've been posting on Facebook and posting on Instagram and I'm getting all these likes but it's just taking up so much of my time and it's not actually doing anything. Like it feels good, it's all what we call vanity metrics. But it doesn't mean that it's money in your pocket. We'll hear from Erin shortly. But first, Andrew Ford. He's the CEO of Social Star and describes himself as a corporate escapee. He's learned how to sharpen his social media tools working on some of the world's largest IT companies. After telling his boss to get stuffed, he found himself helping businesses to sell an idea. Thank you, thank you. So um, my job at Social Star or my role at Social Star is really centred around personal branding, but the thing that I really love the most is helping corporate escapees to start and scale a business, because I was there. You know, for 20 years I worked in big companies, Hewlett Packard, IBM, Telstra. I had some great experiences, learned a lot, went through the whole social media digital revolution, started the world's first mapping application, did MySpace campaigns before there was Facebook and Twitter. The other thing that happened to me in my life and just a bit of the personal journey is that when I had kids, I found that you know, my time wasn't my own. So I made the jump and the jump was, you, know, you might think being, having an MBA and a Masters of Entrepreneurship, a nice, smooth, carefully planned out roadmap, basically one day I had to fight with my boss and told him to get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up my laptop and my phone and walked out and started my business the next day. I was a little bit lucky in that I already started my business and ran it for a year and a half prior to. Now, like most good businesses, I started it because people just kept asking me for advice. And after they ask and ask and ask and they start giving me up at nights, and I'm like, hang on, I should be charging for this, right? So I started to charge. And I remember my first client was a friend of mine who was actually the social media manager for a gigantic company. But she didn't know a lot about social media. So I built her brand and I made it look really great online. And I charged her $200 for a website and a photo shoot, like everything. It took me about three months. And I went, there's probably something, some more I could charge for that, right? And then she bargained me down, right, from what I wanted to charge. So anyway, we charge a lot more for that now, for the same sort of service. And we work with CEOs, we work with entrepreneurs. We used to work with a lot of celebrities, but celebrities can be a bit tricky sometimes to work with. But the people I really love are the people who really want to make a change in their life. They're doing it for a meaningful reason. You want to do what you love to do now, not wait until later. Now, what I'm good at is helping you turn that into money. So we make it look good in order for you to run a strong and profitable business. Because that's really what you need to, to leave corporate and have a good lifestyle. So we do powerful branding. Because we believe that this is the best way for people who first leave a corporation to get started. Because really, when you first start, you really don't have anything. 
You might set up a company, but your company doesn't mean anything. You might have a company website, but no one knows who you are, haven't got any track record, haven't got a case study. And your products are unformed, they're ill-tested. So what we do is we work with you because you are the asset. Regardless of whether you are the product, as in a consultant, you might be selling a product, but people only will buy from you because of you. Think of Steve Jobs. So when he first started, what did he do? Walked into a computer store and sold a guy behind the counter some computers and then went back and built the computers, right? He's still selling technology, but it was his negotiation, his brand, his trust that he could deliver that makes the sale. That's what you're gonna go through. You're gonna be eyeballing somebody and hoping that they will buy your product <laughs> for a meaningful price. I wanna reference a couple of different people tonight that I particularly like, and who is Amy Cuddy? She's a Harvard professor. She had the revolutionary theory, which you know I've been telling people for a while, but she's proven it, that for someone to buy your product or someone to engage with you, they need to have trust. And to equal trust, you need two things. They need to like you and you need to have credibility. Some people think that they just buy because you're credible, but that's not the truth. Working in sales for a long time, I know that people make irrational decisions, even in corporates. People buy things because they want them. So when we're doing our business, we have to understand that we have two parts of the sale process, likability, credibility. And trust is the conduit for influence. It's a medium which through ideas travel. And if there's one thing I wanna leave you with today, it's that you're not selling your product, whatever that may be, you're selling an idea. And the amount you, that person will trust that idea is the amount that you'll be successful in your business. So an accountant, an accountant is not selling compliance or tax returns. They're selling the trust that they'll do a good job. So trust is really the medium for your small or startup business. And most people don't understand really what they're selling. And so therefore they're not successful when they start out. And the thing that most businesses fail, they say that it's you know, revenue and poor product fit to the market, but really it's people give up. Persistence is the, is the thing that entrepreneurs need to succeed. But they give up because they're not making enough money, generally. They can't get their product out to market. People don't appreciate it. I'm really awesome at what I do, but no one wants it. Why? Because you're not selling the right thing. So if influence is the currency that we want, influence is built on this trust thing. Let me tell you a story. So Elon Musk, I like him because he gets stuff done. I'd normally say get shit done, but we're on a podcast, so you just bleep. So <laughs> Elon Musk learns from the best and copies like everybody else does, like Steve Jobs did you know, in his career and so forth, but he just improves. He's selling cars. And you think, okay, selling cars, the cars need to be good to sell cars, right? That's true. But he doesn't sell cars like that. He looked at the best and went, Steve Jobs does a pretty good product launch. What does Steve Jobs does? He goes on stage and gets some cameras and does a PowerPoint presentation. So he takes that learning to cars and he does a 20 minute keynote. What's the first thing you think he talked about? Features and the price and those sorts of things? No. He says, we're here to solve the problem of global warming. We are here to solve the problem of global warming. That's not about cars, is it? He sold, in 20 minutes, 500,000 cars. That's not bad, right? <laughs> think about how people normally sell cars, right? that make the cars, that ship out to dealerships, that have balloons and sausage sizzles, that have specials, spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl advertising in the hope that you would get there, negotiate that you want to get floor mats and a tow bar before you buy a car, maybe in about a month. So in a day, he sells 500,000 cars. The catch is you've got to put down your $1,000 now 
and you may get the car in a year or so. That's a pretty good pitch, right? You know why it's a good pitch? Because he's not selling a car. He's selling a movement that we are on, a journey, a common problem. So in your business, what's the movement? What's your mission? What are you doing? Because it's not about what you think it is, it's more. And if you can connect on more, they might not be your customer today, but they might be sometime. Because they're going to connect to you as an entrepreneur doing something cool rather than someone just pushing a product. Because really, if I wanted to stop global warming, I'd go buy an electric car today that's already built, that I don't have to wait for a year and a half, right? But he didn't do that. People want to be connected to him and his brand and his car. And these are the three brands in any business. And you've always got three. You need to build your brand first, and then you can have a company brand. 50 to 100 clients, testimonials, collateral, infrastructure, and then you can have a product brand that means something. That's the process of entrepreneurship. To have you be the centerpiece of the start of your business, you need to look good. You need to be branded. How do you do that? When branding is done well, we have this magnet, this gravity called e-traction. We call it e-traction. In fact, it's my word. I like it so much I trademarked it because I made it up. <laughs> if you Google it, you'll only find me. I hope. It's efficiency. I don't have time to call 100 people a day to find the one person who's interested in my product. I just want the one person to call me. Wouldn't that be better, right? You know, stand outside the haystack and get a magnet to get the needle. Don't be ruffling through all day. It's doing content, podcasts. It's doing social media marketing. It's doing things like working on your mission and communicating that rather than your products. That's the effort you should do when you first start rather than sales. That will get you more sales than actually selling. It's sort of counterintuitive, but it's kind of true. Right? I have people who call us and go, I'm buying from you because you didn't try and sell me. You were just trying to help me. Yeah? Help, not sell. 84% of the buying process starts with a referral. And we know this to be true. Ever seen on Facebook, oh, can anyone recommend a good physio? You know, does anyone know someone who does this? Oh, I'm looking to do a podcast. Who should I call? People are asking other people. And if someone I know who's got credibility recommends somebody, I'm likely to buy from that person. Two referrals equals one sale on average. 100 cold calls equals one client on average. I know which one I'd rather be on, right? Branding. Referrals. People go online. Even if someone refers you, refers Andrew Ford, refers a company, refers podcasting, refers whatever it is, you're going to check them out. I mean, I was looking for a specific doctor for a specific thing, and I still Googled them. And I looked at their website, and I went with the one that, oh, that person looks nice. <laughs> this doctor looks friendly. It was for my son. I go, what does that mean? What does that matter? Is he a good doctor or not? And I still went there for that reason. And I caught myself in the standard consumer thing is, I need to like him and I need to think he's credible for the thing that I want. But imagine if I couldn't find him. Toast. I wouldn't have gone any further. So you've got to have an online presence. So you invest in that first. Does anyone know Malcolm Gladwell? So Blink is the concept of the theory that people who are experts can judge something in the blink of an eye and make an accurate decision, as good as something that's well-researched. And he uses this great example of a statue. Over in Europe, someone brought in a statue and said, I just dug this up, it's 10,000 years old, would you like to buy it? And they're like, well, if it's real, we'd be interested. Obviously, it's a bit more complex than that, but I'm simplifying. So they bring the statue and they bring an expert to say whether it's real or not, and he walks in and goes, oh, it's a fake. They're like, how do you know? Because I can just tell. No, that's not good enough. So 
they got another team in and they drill core samples and they take x-rays and they do carbon dating and they you know, look up all the text and they spend six months, a couple hundred grand, give them a report and they say it's real. And it's a fake. Mm -hmm. So you go, wow, people who are experts who have 10,000 hours or five years invested or have written a book about something are experts, right? So what are you putting online about you? Because that's all I'm going to get. When I'm Googling that doctor, I'm going to see his face. And I'm going to make a whole bunch of subconscious assumptions about that person based on that single image. You get about eight seconds. And they'll judge you, and I'll go yes or no. Okay? Your referral, 50% close rate. If your product's $5,000, it's $2,500 per referral, eight seconds. It's worth investing in some good stuff, yeah? There's three steps to our method. It's pretty simple. It's, you've got to understand yourself. This is personal branding. Business branding's the same, but I don't do that. I do personal branding. I need to understand you, your values, your personality, your desires, your mission. It doesn't come from out there. We're not filling a hole in the target market. We're finding out what you want to achieve in your life. And we're bringing that forth. And you've got to represent it accurately in digital. Because if you, if you know what you're like and no one can read it, it doesn't exist. You might be the most awesome person in the world. If I can't see it, I don't know. All those people who are like, you know, I don't like Elon Musk or I love Elon Musk. We've never met him. How do you know? It's a perception based on the online stuff we've read, right? Little pieces of information we've assembled in our brain to create a 360-degree brand of what that person we think is. The exact same things for you. Once you've understood who you are, you've built it in some technology, you need to learn how to sell it. How do you communicate it? How do you talk about it? How do you pitch? Pitching is so vital. If you can't communicate your value to the next person in 30 seconds so that they, the next day, can tell somebody else, you're missing a massive opportunity. So why did I leave my corporate job? Why did I give up you know, the high-flying lifestyle, the, you know, the big money, all that sort of stuff? Well, as I say here, dear boss, I quit for two very important reasons. I had two young kids, right? I had a big why. The reason I share this blog is the engagement I got from that. People still come and see me and go, I remember that blog you wrote. I go, man, that was four years ago. But it hit upon a nerve in people. The content prior to this was, Here's my five tips to a great LinkedIn profile. Here's how to do SEO for small business. And I got interest, but not engagement. Social media is so busy. There's so much noise. I don't care about the medium. I don't care about the mode of how you do your content. It's important to get it right, but what I care about is the message. If you don't know your brand and you don't know your message, you really can't do it justice. For personal branding, that is. That's it. Thank you. Build credibility and trust. That seems to be the key message for social media success. Thanks, Andrew Ford. We'll hear from Erin Kilpatrick right after this. The Masters series is powered by Australia's biggest school, We Teach Me. We Teach Me is an incubator of new ideas and connects curious minds with industry experts. To explore We Teach Me classes, head to weteachme.com. This podcast was made possible by Written and Recorded, a content creation agency. Written and Recorded serves up words that leap off the page and audio that stimulates your ears. From blogs to podcasts, social media to feature articles, 
Written and recorded create engaging content that speaks directly to your audience. To find written and recorded, head to writtenandrecorded.com. And now, back to the podcast. Erin Kilpatrick is the Managing Director at Impact Marketing Services. Her advice for startups is to think about the problem you're solving for businesses and to use social media authentically. Thanks very much. So I'm going to give you more of a tactical approach to how do you go about marketing yourselves and your business on social media. Which platforms do you um, do you go for and what do you do when you're on those platforms? I also am a corporate SKP. I've spent 13 years in corporate running marketing departments here in, in New Zealand. I found it really frustrating as a marketing manager to be dealing with external agencies and have to go to a different agency for all different things. So I had to go to a graphic design agency for graphic design, I had to go to a web design agency for web design and things like that and PR agency for PR. And as a really time poor marketing manager, I didn't have time to keep telling my story to all of these different agencies and having to spend time building relationships and wait for them to understand our business. So I thought there's a real gap in the market there for a one-stop shop. I need just one person that I can go to that understands my business and I can get them to do what I need to do, what we don't have the resources to do in-house. So I didn't have a fight with my boss and leave the next day. <laughs> it took me two years to actually extract myself from that business and get to the point where I was comfortable to be able to walk away and start my own. I left work one day and I had my first client the next day, which was a friend also. Paid me a little bit more than 200 bucks. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's kind of what started that journey and that was three years ago. I had worked in corporate and I'd worked in business and I'd worked in marketing and I've got an MBA and I'd studied it. But when I went out into, on my own, I felt like I knew nothing. And it was really, really difficult. It was a really steep learning curve of, I know how to run a business that's already running, but how do I actually start a business? And where do I start and what do I do? And I'll try and hopefully give you guys the tools so that you can start a little bit further down that track than I did when I started. So social media, it's designed to be social. And that's probably the most basic thing about it, but the thing that people forget. Traditional marketing um, before social media kind of took off was we were talking at people. So you would have a billboard, you would have radio, and you were talking at your customers saying, this is what we've got, buy from us. Social turned that on its head. So all of a sudden you're talking with your customers. It's a two-way conversation. They can reply to you. They're building relationships with you. And that is really powerful in that you now have access to all these people that you didn't have direct access with before. But you also need to be mindful is they don't want to be sold to. They want to feel like they know you. They want to trust you, as Andrew was saying. And you do that with social media. So yeah, creating personalized conversations and building relationships. Terminology uh, around social media that you'll hear is um, organic reach. So basically, organic reach is unpaid reach. So when you post something, how many people are you touching? How many times is it being shared? And how many people are you getting in front of without having to pay for that? Now, a lot of the platforms are cracking down and they're, they're monetizing their platforms and they're kind of diverting you into paid reach. So 
what they're saying is, especially Facebook, people had a really good run for a really long time where they could access a lot of people without spending any money. Now, Facebook are changing their algorithm and they're tightening that up and getting good organic reach is really, really difficult now. You have to stop thinking about social media as a free way to market. It's not. You've got to consider that you need an advertising budget behind it in order to be successful and you need to plan for that from the beginning. Uh, organic and paid reach is how many eyeballs you get in front of, but the aim of the game is we want them not only to see what you're doing, but we want to encourage them to engage with you because that's how you start the conversation and that's how you start to build the relationship. So whether it's engaging with you through commenting or whether they're sharing it with their friends and it comes back to this referrals that um, Andrew was talking about. So they're saying, I really like what I've seen here. I want to tell all my friends about it. So engagement is really important. And especially with the new Facebook algorithm, they're now putting more weight behind engagement rather than, than anything else. So if you've got posts that were just getting heaps of likes, Facebook don't deem that as valuable as if you've got a post that is encouraging long conversations. So if people are commenting with long comments, they'll give that priority in the feed and that's what will help you increase your reach. So engagement is probably the most important part. And conversion. Conversions can be conversions to sales, sign-ups to your email list, sign-ups for a product, anything that inspires your target market, the people that are viewing your content, to do what you want them to do. Basically, with all of your social media activity, you need to have a strategy behind it. I have worked with a lot of businesses that have come to me and they're like, I've been spending all this time writing blogs and I've been posting on Facebook and posting on Instagram and I'm getting all these likes, but it's just taking up so much of my time and it's not actually doing anything. Like, it feels good. It's all what we call vanity metrics, but it doesn't mean that it's money in your pocket. So you've got to have a strategy and you've got to have a direction of what you want your customers to do. What action do you want your customers to take? There are so many social platforms. And one thing that I learned as a startup um, that all new business owners go through is your it. Especially if you come from corporate where we had an accounts department, an IT department, we had a marketing department, we had a, a warehousing department, and then all of a sudden, you're it. Especially in those early days, your time is really, really poor. So you need to be strategic in which platforms you choose because it's so easy to get sucked down the social media hole. So the first thing to ask yourself is who is your audience? Are you going to be supplying to other businesses? or consumers. <coughs> then from there, you drill down to, okay, how old is that person? Is that person male or female? What do they like to do? Where do they hang out? Try and get into the psyche of who your customer is. It's determining your target audience and your target customer. Even if Facebook or Instagram is more comfortable for you in your everyday life, if you're selling a service to another business, those people that are your customers are most likely gonna be spending their time on LinkedIn. You need to, for business purposes, become comfortable with LinkedIn. Is your goal to get them in a room for a workshop as a starting way to build a conversation? Is your goal to get them to give you their contact details for further information? And when you're building a business, you've got to think about building assets that you own. 
building a profile on any social media platform is great and it creates awareness, but at the end of the day, you don't own that platform. So Mark Zuckerberg can go and change the algorithm and he can effectively say, we're no longer supporting business pages. And you might have had 100,000 likes on your business page, it's gone. You've got no access to those people anymore. So while you need to engage on these platforms and build the relationships, what you want to do is you want to try and get them off there and interacting with you in a format that you own. So whether it is getting them on a list so that you can send them emails directly or getting them to your website so that you can start to track information about them and encourage them down that purchasing journey, you need to be thinking about how you take control of that customer and at what point do you take control of that customer. So LinkedIn's probably the best platform for business-to-business -business service and product providers. Medium, similar. Core is an interesting one where you can respond directly to questions that people have and you can start discussions and things like that. And Facebook actually have a really active business groups community. So even though you may not be selling directly to consumers, there are a lot of business people that use Facebook and are a member of business groups and they'll engage in discussion. You just need to think about who your audience is and what type of business they have. If you're trying to get in front of the purchasing manager of a multinational company, you're more likely to find them and be able to converse with them credibly on LinkedIn than what you would on Facebook. The engagement on Facebook is still very casual, whereas LinkedIn's a more professional type platform. If you're B2C, you're probably going to be using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube. YouTube gives you a good opportunity to let people see an insight into your product, how it works, how it's developed, behind the scenes, those sorts of things. And that's when they start to really build trust with your brand and also kind of resonate with you. So crafting the right message. Facebook is great for branding and building a community. So Facebook groups are really good. They have fared really well in the last algorithm change in that they're being prioritised because they have meaningful conversations and meaningful interactions. So you would have noticed your newsfeed change and you're seeing less from business pages and more from your friends, but also from conversations in groups. Have a look and see what groups are out there. And if there aren't any groups out there, start one. So their targeted advertising and retargeting metrics are fantastic. The amount of data that Facebook collect about all of its members allows for really, really fine-tuned targeted advertising. So knowing your customer, knowing where they are, so geographical location, how old are they, are they male or female, what are they interested in, you can create ad sets that actually drill right down and can get in front of these people. Combining that in with what's called a pixel that you insert on your website, it means that anyone that goes to your website will be retargeted in future ads. So your ad can keep getting shown to them. If a customer's not familiar with you, they need to basically see you, see your name, see your offer, something like seven or eight times before they'll remember it and recall it because there's just so much noise and there's so much out there. So this retargeting is really, really powerful and really good way to spend your money. So looking at LinkedIn, it's a really good stalking tool. <laughs> um, so if you know that you want to work with a particular company and you need to get 
in front of this person in this position in this company, it is a great way to find them. It's a really good platform for adding value through published articles. So they have a good platform that really bodes well for long tail articles. And think about when you're creating content for LinkedIn, you want to be adding value. As I mentioned before, people don't want to be sold to. You need to think about what problem is your product or service solving and how can you provide information to help solve that problem so that it makes their life easier, but also, yeah, when they have a need, they'll remember you. And also, with LinkedIn, make sure that you engage with other people on the content that they are publishing as well. Talk to them on the platform. Comment on their articles, like their articles, share them if you want to, and kind of give back. Don't be one of these people that just blast out and take, 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 don't actually return. Uh, Instagram, great for branding and engagement. Generally a younger demographic on Instagram. It's really, really good for telling your story. Make it more about you as a business person and why you started your business and then go into what you're offering. The thing with Instagram is be really particular about the photos that you put up there and the content that you put up there because you need to make sure that your feed is aesthetically pleasing. You're competing against some really other beautiful accounts. If, if people aren't resonating with your photos, they'll just go and buy and you won't get them back. Influencers are very prevalent on Instagram and this is a great way to expand your reach. You either pay them in products, so you will supply them with free products so that they will then try it and post about it or you actually pay them directly. But it's a really good strategy to boost your engagement and your followers on Instagram and boost awareness about you. But beware of fake followers and fake engagement. So there's kind of a little bit of a bad reputation in the influencer market of people that pay for followers and they pay for engagement to boost their numbers so that people will then think that they've this big influencer. They'll give them free stuff or they'll pay them to do things. And it doesn't actually have any value for your business. If they are not a micro-influencer, because micro-influencer generally has less than 10,000 followers, and they will be more likely than not on a personal account, so they won't have any stats, but if they're on a business account, they'll be able to tell you what country their influencers are in, what their engagement levels are. If they've got a post that has 1,000 likes, but one comment, it's not likely that their followers are real or a big portion of them are, aren't real. So Pinterest and YouTube, although people view them as social platforms, they're actually search engines. It's hard to market on. It's hard to come up with content for. It is so good for if you want inspiration on for something and you search and you make your own board, that's what makes it a search engine. People are going there with the intent to find things. It's the same way that they handle Google. So success on social media, take the time to plan out your content. You can actually fake the real-time aspect of social media for the majority of it, and you use schedulers like Planner or Hootsuite or things like that. It saves you a lot of time and set time limits. Say, I'm going to dedicate two hours every Monday morning to do my social media for the week. Or you might decide to do a day to do your social media for the month. Don't try and build this wall 
in front of you and stand behind your business, you do need to have an element of a personal brand out there. People want to buy from people. So tell your story, be authentic, and then you'll find that people do resonate with you. So that's me. I love how Erin Kilpatrick thinks that LinkedIn is the ultimate stalking tool. I second that. Next week on the Masters series, Content Marketing 101. Content marketing is a form of storytelling that reaches out to your audience but not all content is created equal. So how do you make sure your content sparks the imagination of your potential customers? Our two masters next week have got some great tips on effective storytelling to help you create shareable content for your newly honed social media skills. I'm Serkil Shenelmish from Written and Recorded. And for We Teach Me, this is the Masters series.